Good morning, Tappers. Good morning, Tappers. Well, good morning, everybody, and welcome back to another episode. We hope your bellies are full. Hopefully, you're not puking from last night's festivities. But here at Kramatap, we are grinding until the end of the year, Megan. You know, we put up episodes no matter the, no matter what's going on. We, um, no matter what holiday it is, we always have our episodes ready to go. Yeah, sometimes there's a technical difficulties out of our control, and right. I think we figured it out. It's um, if we're recording while Nick is playing World of Warcraft, it just plummets. Yep. It just cannot. Keep his up. games. He's playing his games. The games are messing with the podcast. So blame him. It's not our fault. Yes, exactly. So we are innocent. Can... And Megan, we'll be breaking up with him next week. So you know, <laughs> we, got, we got it all figured out here. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, the podcast. Be moving out. But Megan, I don't know if you thought I forgot, but Podmas is coming up. <laughs> yes. <laughs> your thoughts. I'm getting your thoughts live on air. We haven't talked about it yet. So I mean, it, the, the date, no, December 1st is coming up, Megan. Um, what are your thoughts? What's going on? What's running through your head? I, are you interested in doing Podmas this year? <laughs> um, I feel like here's the thing. <laughs> I don't mind if you say no. I want to hear what you have to say. <laughs> so I feel like December is so busy that we would have to record like so many in one day. Yeah. To like make up for it. You know what I'm saying? So like, how does that feel <laughs> for you? <laughs> Well, I wasn't thinking like that. I was thinking maybe like three days a week, you know, just wake up, you know, for you at 10 a.m., record it, and then just post it. <laughs> okay. You said every single day. Well, well, I'm trying to cater because I know you're a little hesitant on every, the every single day um, posting. So maybe like three days a week. But then again, that's only one more than when we post now. So like, that's not that difficult. How exciting would it be to just like go out with a bang in December and then take January off? <laughs> I, I do like the premise of that. Um... <laughs> okay. If you're willing to compromise on three days, that then that's okay. Okay. I mean, but we'll, we'll figure there's... out the logistics. But as long as I got you on board, because I think for this whole journey that we're going to be embarking on, I think it's a mindset thing. Like, it's going to be a lot of, like, I don't think it's going to be that hard. I really don't. I think it's just going to be us talking, posting it. I'm not editing. I'm telling you right now, I'm not editing nothing. It's getting just done, talking, whatever's in it, it's in it, post. <laughs> okay. So it'll be like a candid, like, look at our our daily life. Yeah. Because really what I want our goal to be is to hit 100 episodes for season two. And our current track right now we are not going to hit it. So we grind and pump out that content, get to 100, hit the goal, and then take January off and just recover. <laughs> How many more do we need to get to 100? Well, the last episode was episode 75. This is going to be number 77. Mm-hmm. So... And then after... We're doing another one after this, so that'll be 78. That's 78. So now we're at 78. And 78 is going to be posted on... Next the Friday. 28th. Oh. Yes, the 25th. So that'll give us 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10 more episodes. So that's only at 88. So we would need another 12. So I think that's doable. So... We would have to, do, there's four weeks, 
So we would have to do four a week. Oh my god, is it four in December? Because four times four. Oh wait, no. <laughs> it would be three. Oh my god, my brain. Four is twelve. So yeah, we would do three a week. Three a week. To make a hundred. Oh wait, we need to do twelve on top of the other ten that we're already gonna do. So we need twenty two. In the month of Total. December? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay so that's like around three to four a week right because so. three times four is 12 20 oh 12. <laughs> four times four is 16 mm-hmm. five times wait five a week five times four is 20 and we need to do 22 <laughs> i feel like the math is off because we there's only we only have to do 22 more episodes after yeah. what we post. Yeah, because this is number... Wait. And Thanksgiving is... is 76. This is... Okay, so this one right now we're recording is 77. Mm-hmm. So that's... And 78, 79. Then... So the oh 80th episode will be on December 3rd. 20 for four weeks, which is five a week. We can even record on weekend. Man, I'm just throwing it out there, Megan. Every day a week. <laughs> So it's possible. That's what we're saying here. Okay. Well, we'll strive. We'll strive. Okay. Maybe maybe do the first week of December, see how it goes. But I'm talking about putting minimal effort in <laughs> and just getting something posted. Okay. All right. I mean, right. you heard it here first, folks. <laughs> I mean, they painfully listen to us do math, which is not mm-hmm. either of our strong suit. So we'll have to see what happens September 1st, everybody. And that's why I have calculators. But today's episode, Megan, um, we are doing a little update special because there are many updates going on in the news today. Um And uh, before we get into those updates, Megan, we need to do our little pour before the four segment. So if it's your first time here on Karma Tap, we have a little drinky drinky. We encourage you to get a little drinky drinky um, before you listen to our little episode. So Megan, what do you have today for um, today's podcast? Today I have, I'm mixing it up. I have coffee with peppermint creamer. Oh my God. Scandalous. You're you're trying, you're, you're adventurous today. Yeah. It's all about the Christmas Sierra. Yeah. I pretty much actually, um, the clock struck midnight on Halloween and I was like, <laughs> Are the sleigh bells? Mm. <laughs> you know. Oh my god! Okay. <laughs> there we go. Well, she's back and better than ever. So, well, um, did, wait. Did, did you figure out what brand <laughs> coffee creamer it is? Oh shit, no. Because remember, we were struggling to figure out what actual brand. I'm pretty. Was... I'm pretty sure it's coffee mate. I'm pretty okay. sure. Okay. Is it, are you enjoying it? The peppermint. Yes, it's bringing me in the holiday spirit. There's still snow on the ground. You know, oh. it's... I'm ready. Oh, okay. Well, I'm ready, too. I got my homemade simple syrup made by Patchy and my coffee. So that's what I'm drinking today, Megan. Kick it into gear because hot updates are here. Oh, hot, oh, hot spicy updates. Um, Megan, let me start off the update here because I got another hot update on Casey Anthony. And I don't know how many more updates I can do on her until her damn special comes out on the 29th. Uh, you know, I can't wait anymore. I got to see what she has to say. Um, and I don't like her anymore after what I'm hearing now. Um, but according to People Magazine, 
which has gotten an early release of the new Peacock documentary. Um, so I want to work for People Magazine because I want early release of documentaries. <laughs> um, uh, Casey Anthony, Where the Truth Lies, Casey spills her guts on camera, accusing George Anthony of staging Kaylee's death to make it seem like it was Casey's fault, all in the alleged effort to cover up what Casey claims might have been sexual abuse on his hands scandalous megan yeah so well i feel like the big part of them all releasing this stuff prior is to like get people to watch because otherwise it'd be like oh it's just you know we've heard her story for yes. 20 years 15 years whatever mm-hmm. but now people are like oh i gotta learn more about it yeah and we were talking about it a little bit in the trial she had said that george had molested her but right. now she's adding that kaylee was molested by him as well and yeah. he's never gone to court for anything. Nothing has been like proven in a court of law or anything. This is just like he said, she said. And of course, right. he's denying all of that. Right. And I have a little snippet from the judge who was proceeding over the trial. So I'll get to that at the end. But he has some interesting comments to make as well. So mm-hmm. um, Casey reportedly claims in the documentary that she fell asleep with her two-year-old Kaylee on top of her on June 16th, 2008, only to be awoken by her dad in the middle of the night with Kaylee missing and George asking where she was. Casey says it didn't make sense for Kaylee to be gone because she says the kid would never leave a room without telling her. I mean, the girl was two. Yeah, I feel like she definitely would have left the room without... I mean, two-year-olds, not not that it would be malicious, but they just wander around, they're curious. Like, maybe she saw a light outside and was like, what's that? And then... Hobbles. Yeah, she's two. Well, and I feel like two-year-olds, they drunk, they walk like drunk people. So <laughs> right. for her to, like, get off Casey, mm-hmm. I mean, she must have kicked her in the groin, kicked her in the tit. Like, yep. they're not, like, agile <laughs> beings. <laughs> two-year-olds are walk like they're drunk, you know? <laughs> so she claims that George eventually, eventually presented her with Kaylee's dead body which was soaking wet and cold and allegedly told Casey she had caused this. Casey then claims he took Kaylee's body and disappeared again, according to the People's Review. Um, So now Casey's theory all these years later is that George allegedly smothered Kaylee with a pillow to knock her out and drowned her in their above-ground pool, which Casey says she doesn't believe Kaylee would be able to get in there on her own as she says there was no ladder. So, like, that's how... Kind of the trial ended was that Casey or Kaylee drowned in the pool. And Casey saying, well, she couldn't have done it herself because she couldn't have gotten in there because there was no ladder. And Casey has already alleged George of sexually abusing her um, when she was a child and of disposing of Kaylee's body, um, which are claims that she really denied in court. And now she's taking things a step further by suggesting that he planned the whole thing um, and that Kaylee's death was included in his plans. Now, um, you know, I feel like there's nothing different here. Like, I feel like she's already blaming him in the trial anyways. So I feel like she's just going kind of back to what he, the trial and kind of like re-saying what she said before. But Judge Belvin Perry Jr. makes a very good point here and kind of some details that I kind of forgot. Because, I mean, this, we we did a whole deep dive on this fucking thing on our first episode ever here on Crime on Tap. So right. if you guys want to listen to it. Go back and listen to it. It might be a good lesson. But going back to what he says in the uh, what he recounts from that trial, he's saying that the things doesn't add up about what she's saying because they're not consistent and she's been caught in a few lies that undermine her credibility. He says that she blamed a babysitter 
for kidnapping Kaylee earlier, which is true. She blamed a babysitter for kidnapping Kaylee back in the day. Yeah. And she and, never hired her. Like, she never had a babysitter. Right. And there was also damning evidence that there was a smell of death inside Casey Anthony's car trunk at the time of Kaylee's disappearance. So did George put Kaylee in the back of the trunk? Is that why it smelled? You know, why was her trunk smelling like a deceased carcass? Well, and they're the ones that kind of were the catalyst to start it because they're the ones that made the call about the trunk. And that's what kind of like right. set things off, set things in motion. So why would he do that if it was him? Right. And I was thinking about because I was looking it up and I was like, well, if they know the cause of death, then wouldn't it be easy to know if it was drowning or smothering or Xanax or whatever? And but it was because the body was so decomposed. Right. They could only surmise that it was homicide, but not necessarily how. Right. I forgot about that that too. I was like, why don't they just do an autopsy? But then it was just bones at that point. So yeah. So she's so she has room to make all this stuff up from drowning to suffocating to yeah yeah. Um, And then the judge concludes by saying there was no hard evidence that Kaylee even drowned in the pool or that Casey's dad sexually abused her. So yeah, there was no evidence of anything. Nothing like that. We don't know. We're going to have to wait and see in this documentary about what comes of it. But that was just a little snippet, um, a little early access preview to the Casey Anthony documentary. Mm-hmm. So we'll probably be talking about it. and Because I'm sure if this is just all that we're they're releasing to get us like tantalized, I'm sure there's more yeah. stuff that's like, oh, my God, that they're saving. But know? still, like, even after all this, like, I just don't believe her. Like, I just don't no. believe anything she's saying. And she was like, well, I was partying because I didn't know how to cope. Yeah. And then it's like, well, I mean, you know, grief manifests in different ways. I can understand how someone overcome with grief, you know, goes out partying to distract themselves. I guess I can get that. But yeah, she's like really enjoying herself. <laughs> I know. That's uh, Nancy Grace said the same thing. I don't know. All right, Megan, into second gear. Okay. Are we talking about me? Yeah, talk about your love for Ukraine. Ukraine's okay. wrong. Back to yellow and blue. Woo! <laughs> so there was a missile strike on Poland. Um, so I feel like Poland always always gets the short end of the stick. <laughs> Which makes sense because that's my heritage. So Well, Poland and – oh, yeah, it's your native land. So how do you feel about this? Um, but Poland's I'm like, leave na- us alone. Poland is on the good side. They're on NATO with us, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they, um, well, because like during World War II and the Nazis and everything, like mm-hmm. they were invaded. So we were like, we got to help you guys. I forgot you're so the you history buff here on Common Tap. So it's a good thing you knew that because I didn't even know that. <laughs> if I'm the history buff, then we're in trouble. Well, you're but... like, I know when World War II started, it's when Arch Van Ferdinand got. That's no. what we <laughs> <laughs> i'm like where did that knowledge come from you definitely did research before we took this quiz <laughs> no. okay so anyway so we're there people are trying to figure out especially nato figure out like how this happened so they were thinking okay is it russia now trying to take poland back you know mm-hmm. is that is that what's going on here because poland i feel like has been pushed a hundred different ways everyone poland's like the little kid that they just like take advantage of you know yeah and so, um, and I saw one article where it was like, um, Joe Biden's call, phone call goes unanswered by Russia following a Polish missile strike. <laughs> oh 
And it's like, oh my god, they didn't answer the phone. <laughs> <laughs> they must I'm have like, done yeah. it. Yeah, well, that was kind of like how the article made it seem. Yeah, but um, so Russia is like, no, it wasn't us. This is an attack on us. This is you know trying to make us look like the bad guys. And it's like, okay, well, <laughs> you kind of did that on your own. Mm-hmm. So NATO suspects that it was Ukraine ac- on accident, um, as they were. Uh, they were defending themselves against a Russian attack and the Ukraine's president, Vladimir Zelensky. Oh my God, um, he's so hot. Yeah. He <laughs> has no doubt that his country was not to blame for the missile strike that hit the Polish village and it killed two people mm-hmm. um, despite NATO saying so. That, so they're, he is like completely convinced that it was not them, that it was, right. he's not outright saying it was Russia, but he's saying it wasn't me. Well, I think NATO is just trying to be like, oh, it wasn't Russia. Don't worry. Because, like, we don't want to trigger Article 5 and we want to get involved. So I feel like they're just going to say, oh, those were those were Ukrainian missiles. Like, it wasn't Russia. So don't worry. Yeah, but they're saying, oh, it was an accident. Mm-hmm. So it's okay, guys. It's Sorry. Fine. Yeah. Don't be um, and, then, and again, Poland doesn't get just us. <laughs> I, like, I kind of want Russia to do some. I want them to, like, fire a missile in the Because I, I really want to see if NATO has the balls to like actually pull the trigger. It was like, it, this is all happening. And I'm like, with Patchy, I'm like, so what are we going to do? Are we going to do anything? You know, are we going to fight? Like, I don't feel like we all are just in this alliance, just like show face. But like when it actually comes time to fight, we're all going to be like, oh, Switzerland, like we don't want to do that. Like we don't want to get involved, you know? I know. I, they. It definitely seems like that. It's like, oh, you can be a part of us like in name, but mm-hmm. like... You know, so I don't know what because that's not the whole the whole point of NATO is like to to help each other. So right. it's like a big brother of... alliance. Like we got each other's backs, but like when it comes down to the final five, well, you have each other's back. Hmm? Are you yeah for yourself and your own interests? Yep. <laughs> so yeah, so that that's basically where it is right now. NATO's claiming it's Ukraine accidental errand missiles, and Ukraine's like, no, no, like that's not us. That's crazy thinking. Yeah. So um, yeah, but Zelensky's holding strong about that. He, I mean, I feel like couldn't you just look at it and see what it was? I know. I can't. I can't feel like they're always tracking missiles. I can see the trajectory or whatever. You know, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Well, I just I admire me just because he's hot and everything he does is hot. Like I just admire Zelensky, like not falling into it and just being like, yeah, whatever you say, big guys. Like mm-hmm. as long as you protect me, I'll say whatever. He's like, no, it wasn't me. Right. Stop saying it was me. That's right. You know? So yeah, so it's still like he said, she said, NATO being like, it was you, but it was accent. It's okay. And Russia like wasn't me, and Zelensky it wasn't me. So in the end, we really don't know. <laughs> we I don't feel fucking like. Know. Well, we also I think it's <laughs> yeah. NATO's like, you know, we're like hesitant to like accept Ukraine into NATO because like once Ukraine's in NATO, like uh, we better have our nukes ready because Ukraine's always getting attacked. So, I feel like yeah, they're... NATO's just, like, using it as, like, another reason and an excuse to be like, oh, you guys are firing, like, accidental missiles into NATO territory. Like, you're not joining us. Sorry. Yeah, like, you guys are reckless. <laughs> crazy saws. Can you imagine <laughs> us as foreign leaders? Like, that's so crazy and quirky. That wasn't us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'd be, so, we'd be relatable. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
Into third gear here, Megan. We can't stop talking about John Benet Ramsey. It's been 26 years since this bitch died. <laughs> this little fucking bitch. John Benet is back in the headlines because we're finally, 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 finally getting some movement on the case here. Like, I don't know if everybody knows this, but for 26 years, the DNA samples and everything for the John Benet Ramsey case has been in the hands of the Boulder Police Department, and they refuse to let any outside influence look at the evidence. Is it an ego thing? Is like, we can do it. We can do it. Like a little kid I, being like, I can do it myself. It's like, clearly you can't. <laughs> clearly it's been 26 years and you don't have the technology to get these DNA samples like done. Like, I don't know what's the issue here. Like we have the DNA, give it to somebody who can actually get the job done. Um, we have a recommendation I mean, Paraben Nano Labs, should we call them up and be like, we recommend this service. Like, we know it works. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and they can sponsor us. It would be a perfect sponsor. Right. I mean, we have their full backing. We love them. They solved these hot cases from, like, 50 years ago. I mean, if they can solve a case 50 years ago, uh, we can solve one from 26 years ago. So, mm-hmm. come on, Boulder. Well, so now we got a little movement, a little movement on the case. Uh, and John Ramsey, the father of John Bonet Ramsey, has been like the forefront. He is like pushing. He's like, yes, get this out to somebody else. We need someone else to look at this. So, like, did he do it? You know, there's always been suspicions that John killed her. Um, but I don't know. After seeing his push, like, I can't see John Ramsey pushing for additional people to look at the DNA. And then for it to come back and be like, well, John, the DNA confirms that you killed your daughter. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I think he's out of the picture for now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, or it could be a crazy thing where it's like, I just, I just like being devil's advocate. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> where he feels so guilty, but he can't go out and say it. So he's like helping them solve it so that he can, you know, feel better. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> So last week, the department said, and the Boulder County District Attorney's Office, um, so the police department and the district attorney's office have both said they will be teaming up with the Colorado cold case review team next year to look into the six-year-old's death, and that shocked the nation. Um, Now, while John has said that this this is a positive action in the investigation, he still believes the Boulder Police Department has been lacking for years. He goes on to say that the Boulder police has never contacted him, nor has the the district attorney's office contacted him. Um, and he also goes on to say, like, I was reading this and I felt the passion. He says, it's like what they have put out before. We're going and doing everything that we can, and we're trying really hard. Specifically, John Ramsey would like to see the authorities investigate the small DNA evidence available in the case And in their latest update, the police department insisted the DNA is extremely small and complex. While the department has said the samples could be used in testing, they indicated that it would continue to hold off on doing so until there is a proven technology that can reliably test the samples consistently with the samples available in the case. So they're saying they're willing. They just want a proven technology that's able to use this complex DNA that they have that can accurately use it and find out, I guess, a proven system. I feel like it is 
there have been so many cases that have been solved this way that I feel like the evidence is there. I don't know why they're yeah. being a little BBBs about it. Well, John Ramsey says it best. He says, this is not a good enough answer. Why are those DNAs not being tested? They should be right now. Waiting for the next generation of DNA technology is silly. Why in the world, why in the world you wouldn't test them now, given that the technology has advanced dramatically in 25 years? I don't understand that. And I am right there with him. You know, it's been 25 <laughs> years. We have the technology. There's technology out there. Like, we talk about them all the time. Mm-hmm. We They are providing sponsor here on Primatap. <laughs> <laughs> Fingers crossed. But, um, you know, that's kind of what they're at right now. They're saying we would and be open to it. And apparently next year it's going to the Colorado Colts case review team. Yay. <laughs> I mean, what have they proven? You know, have they proven to solve uh, murders from 26 years ago? No. Probably not. And if they're anything like the Boulder Police Department, we're going to get nowhere. So I feel John Ramsey's pain. It's been 26 years. His wife died um, back in like the late 2000s. And, you know, he's still searching for an answer here about what happened to his daughter. And I feel like, yeah, it is strange to wait so long for next. Like, are they feel like that they have so little samples that like if they get destroyed or something, is that what I don't, they just mm. seem les incompetents to me. I was thinking that too. I was maybe thinking like they have such limited samples that if something happens to the sample, then, you know, case closed, done. So, but I mean, I don't know if it takes 26 years to find the right person to put this in the hands of, you know? Mm-hmm. So I guess we're going to wait and see what happens next year. I mean, I think eventually we'll find out, but I mean, in the meantime, it's like a snail's pace here. Taking mm-hmm. our damn time. We're going to take our time on this one, Megan. Oh, oh, on this one? You're going to take your time on this one. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. So moving into fourth gear here, let's speed things up. Back into the Idaho murders because this is a hot, hot case, Megan. We are still on the loose. We don't know who killed these four college students out in Moscow, Idaho. Um But the recent news is we have the coroner here coming out with confirmation that all four deaths were stabbed. Um, They were all officially ruled a homicide. Um, They can suspect it was with a large knife. And the coroner says it wasn't with a pocket knife, guys. It was with a much larger knife. Well, duh, fucking, I could have, I could have gave you that result. I I didn't have to look at the body to tell you it wasn't a pocket knife. Yeah, we could look at the blood dripping down the side of the house and guess it wasn't a pocket knife. (laughs) Yeah, okay. So they also said their wounds were pretty extensive and the crime scene was unlike anything they've experienced before. And the toxicology reports are still pending at this time, which, I mean, I can probably guess that all four students are going to have a little liquor in their bodies, you know. They were just seen out at the food trunk and at a bar. Like, obviously, they're going to have a little alcohol in their bodies. Right. and that, But that I don't think that would be the cause of death. They're probably, yeah. I wonder if also, I mean, yeah, that given that they were drinking. But then I, I think mm-hmm. maybe looking to see if, like, oh, they're, if they were doing, like, fentanyl or, oh, like, yeah. if, if someone clicked. Psychedelics. Oh. Or if they were chloroformed <laughs> before or something. I don't know. Right. So, yeah, there could be something there that's fishy. But I am still seeing, Megan, I, I'm just, I had this revelation today. And I'm still seeing news outlets and media saying this could be a murder-suicide. Okay. I, you know, I'm playing um, a riddle here. How could it be possibly a murder-suicide when all four were killed by the same knife? have the same wounds, and they don't have the murder weapon. 
tell me now how it's a murder suicide <laughs> well also i feel like suicide by i mean like cutting the wrists okay but suicide by right. like stabbing yourself brutally that doesn't seem and you stab yourself you slice your throat the knife shouldn't be missing Right, like, you wouldn't be able to, beyond the grave, move the knife. Like, if you kill yourself, it's going to be in your hand. So, this thought that it's a murder-suicide, it's impossible. With this information from the coroner, claiming that all four students were killed by the same knife, and there's no knife. So... Well, I feel like the using the same knife makes sense because but i mean it's like it's weird did they just go down line up and go down the line like stab stab you stab stab you like i have several questions (laughs) there's so many questions and we're gonna have so many more updates on this story megan Mm -hmm. that's the most recent update we have um so we're gonna leave it at that we're gonna wait and see from this toxicology report and see if there's any more i mean they don't have they don't have a prime suspect they have nothing there's nothing going on so was Idaho. this was this Colorado? Oh, Idaho. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Idaho, yeah. Oh, I guess we do. We can't say Colorado does have good track record with um, Chris Watts. <laughs> oh, yeah, that is true. Well, it's because they didn't have the the queen in the striped sweater yet when uh, yes. Jean Benet. If that was happening nowadays, she would have been. Mm-hmm. We got to get her on thoughts it. on the case. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> Interview her. Um, next update here, Megan, we have it on Daryl Brooks. He just got sentenced. So Daryl Brooks, if you guys forgot, he's the Waukesha Christmas Parade. He ran over six people, killed them, injured other people. Um, and we talked about him going crazy. He was removed twice from the courtroom for disrupting the proceedings. Um, he was just sentenced to six counts of a life sentence uh, without parole. So he uh, will be getting out anytime soon. And then I – I, I watched the video and then I think it was like 50 something counts of like aggravated attempted murder injury or attempted injury or something. And oh each, each count was 12 and a half years. So, well, and he, rep- Patrick's like, oh, he just got sentenced. I'm like, yeah, cause he represented himself. That's why. <laughs> well, and remember we talked about how his, his like strategy seemed to be to go for a mistrial by a- a- angering everyone so much, but yes. it didn't work. So nope. and it was really interesting during the sentencing. He was quiet. Hmm. Right. He was very quiet into the final update. Megan, this one is shocking, 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 shocking. Okay, oh yeah. You so didn't this. even tell me. So I'm I like, know, I couldn't. <laughs> you had to save for live reaction. Say, yeah. Okay. So this is about Deborah Coyer. So if you guys forgot, Deborah Coyer was a woman who sent a chilling Venmo message um, on September 10th to her daughter that said, they are not going to let me go, love. Um, Oh, they're not going to let me go, love. What the fuck? They are not going to let me go, love you. There is a key to the house in the blue flower pot by the door. And along with that message, she sent over $2,300 to her daughter. So her body was eventually found in, like, this wooded, like, ditch with her body being burned, and she was holding on to a tree limb. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of where we left off, and, like, this story was, like, so suspicious. Like, nobody had any idea what happened here until today, Megan. We have the answer. We have the... um, toxicology we have or not the tax yeah we have the toxicology report we have uh the autopsy we have everything in and we have a cause of death 
and what happened to Miss Debbie Coyer. Do we know um, who did it? Yes. Oh my God, I'm on the edge of my seat. Yeah, so Coyer, age 59, was found dead in a ravine in rural Georgia on September 11th, less than 24 hours after she was last seen at a dollar store. So that's the information. We didn't know that she went to a dollar store. Okay, and if you forgot what she looked like, Megan, I just have to show you. She looks like just a fucking, like, a mom that works as, like, a secretary, you know. At the school. Mm -hmm. At the school, you know, she's checking in students. You know, she just looks like a typical mom. Yeah. White mom, whatever. Her death has been ruled a suicide. (gasps) Yes. They, the autopsy results released this week. Twist. What a twist. Yep. They concluded that she died from inhalation of superheated gases, thermal injuries, and hydrocodone intoxication. I read that and I was like, are you shitting me? I know. Suicide's kind of lame. The story is like, I was like hoping for something like juicy, like dramatic, but like it was suicide. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I was definitely thinking it was the husband. Sorry. <laughs> mm-hmm. So the... Um, Franklin told the outlet, so the, out, the Franklin is the um, county deputy coroner. Um, the autopsy results are consistent with what he observed at the scene. So the 59-year-old's remains were found in the woods the day after she went missing near Georgia Highway 15. Um, now, her initial death was being uh, investigated as a murder, um, but then it shifted because of all the results that we got in, t- got in from the coroner. Um, so the county sheriff says it's pretty evident that she started the fire from what i saw and what i consider to be the case considered to be the case is that this was a self-inflicted death but i was relying on the results of the autopsy and the doctor at the lab to make the final call um again now she was last seen on september 10th at a family dollar um and then that same day she wired her daughter amanda twenty three hundred dollars um again saying that they were not going to let me go i love you um, and then Amanda called the police, and then her body was later found. And then also, I f- forgot to mention this. Remember, her car was in the shop, and she rented a Chrysler Pacifica um, that she used to, like, drive to the Family Dollar and then drive to uh, where she killed herself. Mm-hmm. Um, which we also thought was odd. But, like, was that a cover-up? Like, was she, like, renting a car, like, to, you know, evade police or whatever? Um but then no more they they used the Sirius XM radio to locate the car, which I was like, that's so fascinating. That's like different than like a cell phone ping. <laughs> yes, they're being creative. Yes. Um so apparently the daughter, Amanda, went on a crime podcast called Crime on the Record, which I was like, Oh my god, I was reading as a like, crime on tap? Was she on the crime on tap? <laughs> <laughs> we should have called her up, I guess. She was willing. <laughs> yeah. But apparently she went on this podcast and she said she revealed that there was key intimate things um, and other items of her possession that she was just randomly giving away um, before her final days. She says, looking back on it, it just almost seemed like she was giving me all of her things. Um, And that the last time that she saw her mother, uh, there was tears in her eyes and she has never seen her that sad. So also at the the dollar store, so what she purchased was a tarp. She also purchased a torch lighter a rain poncho, and a reusable tote bag. Now, if we go back to our episode that where we talked about this, at her remains, um, she had charring to her abdomen and noting that there was a remnant of a burning tarp 
and a red tote bag nearby. Wow. I feel like if I were to kill myself, not that I've ever thought about it, um, I feel like I wouldn't make it so painful and gruesome for myself. Yeah. I don't know what she, like they died. She said she died from inhalation. So I don't know if she'd like, I don't know that she start a fire and then just like pass out and then fell in the fire. Like, ah, uh, that seems really painful. Or did she like put the tarp over herself, start the fire. So then she like had to. Right. Yeah. yeah I, I don't, don't know. know. So it says when the body was found the following day, a tote bag and a partially burned tarp were located near the scene. However, police would not say if they were the same items she bought the same day before. I'm like, just say it. Obviously they fucking were like, obvious, <laughs> like, are you joking? Like she just bought a tarp and a fucking tote bag at the store. Five hours later, she's dead with the tote bag and tarp. Obviously it's the same fucking, the same fucking shit. Yeah. Why are they trying to play? I, yeah, come on. Let's put two and two together here. Um, and she was found naked. Like how we talked about before, she was found naked, laying on her back, holding onto a small tree with one hand. So, yeah, that's kind of it. Yeah. I, I wonder what her process was. If it was, did they talk about if she had a history of mental illness or anything? Or No. They even said that even in the store, uh, she acted calm. Like, she wasn't even, like, sporadic or anything. It just seemed like she wasn't afraid of anything. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I feel like I found that that from what I've read that often when someone has made the decision that there is like a calmness about them, they're like, they've like made peace with it, you know, sort of thing. I mean, for her, she was probably accepting of everything, but it's so crazy to see, like there's nothing in her past that shows why she would do this. You know, she just sent all of her money to her daughter. I don't know, but I mean, she did have hydrocodone in her body, but like, still like, that's not like fentanyl. Like, that's a prescription drug, isn't it? Yeah, I it, I'm pretty sure it's like a um you know, like a painkiller. So I wonder right. if she is like, "Oh, this is going to be painful. Maybe I'll take pills before." I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So that's the update on Deborah. We have the cause of death. Unfortunately, it was suicide. Um and yeah, you guys have to leave it at that. Did not, did not see that coming. I did not. I was I was seeing a murder. I was seeing a homicide here. I, I was too. I was seeing that husband. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you everybody for joining us and coming along for another episode of Crime on Tap. We are so thankful you're here for another update episode. Um, but be sure to follow us on Instagram at Crime on Tap Pod. Um, if you're loving what we're putting out here, we got more content for there for you. So get over there, join us, um, and slide into our DMs. Let us know what you're loving and what you're hating. And be sure to listen to us on Spotify, Apple, the other ones. Tell your family, friends, foes, hoes, bros. And we'll see you guys next time. Where, Where crime, crime is always, always on, on top. top. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>